Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome back to The Zone for this week's episode of the Horror Zone 607 podcast. The podcast that's all about horror, horror movies, horror film, horror uh, TV shows. You name it, we do it right here on Horror Zone 607. Don't adjust your uh, dials. Uh, Mike C. is off this week as he uh, has a a personal thing going on. Instead, you get the co-host, now host, myself, Rich, welcoming you here to uh, The Zone. And with us... Longtime co-host and our friend Ron. What's happening? Awesome, and uh, glad to have you uh, back. And as you step in and fill in, and I'm glad that you were able to, Ron. Yeah, I, uh, I am too. It's been a, actually a long week. You can't really complain. Work is picking up a little bit more than I wanted to, but you know, things yeah. like that happen. I gotcha. Well, it's nice to have you back on the show, and uh, we have a show for these folks today. Uh, we got a lot of horror news on the plate. We're going to give our opinions. We're going to pass off the news. Uh, but first, uh, I think that we should talk about our own personal news. So this past weekend, I met with the promoters of Sci-Fi Horror Fest. As you know, uh, Horror Zone 607, along with our 8122 production brothers, Three Fat Nerds, will be at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, as the Three Fat Nerds are the media sponsors of the event, so we will be there. Uh, so we are talking to the uh, promoters down there, and uh, it's we're, we're gearing up. It's coming soon enough, October 4th and 5th in Oneana, New York, at the Oneana Foothills Performing Arts uh, Center. Uh, it's going to be a great time. There's a lot of cool things planned. Of course, the big news that I got is I get to, uh, I, Rich, it is, in pronouns, I get to uh, do the panel. I'm going to be hosting the panel for uh, Children of the Corn, which will feature both John Franklin and Courtney Gaines. So that's super exciting. So I might hijack it. <laughs> well, Mike says he's going to try to run up on stage with me as well. So. Yeah, I, I'm first. I'm first. Yeah. I'm first. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I was super excited to hear that news. So thank you to Tiffany and, and Denny for giving uh, me that opportunity. So I really appreciate it and love you guys. Uh, on top of that, of course, there's a ton of people. I just mentioned John Franklin and uh, Courtney Gaines will be there. Also, Jill Whitlow will be there. Uh, star of Night of the Creeps. Uh, also was in Weird Science. And of course, uh, our uh, friend Derek from uh, Three Fat Nerds' favorite comedy, comedy, Mask, the Rocky <laughs> Dennison story. Uh, don't if you if you don't listen to the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Maybe you should check it out just to hear uh, his affinity for the movie Mask. Uh, also in attendance will be the heartthrob of the paranormal world, Dustin Para from Ghost Hunters. Uh, when, uh, that's what Tiffany tells me, the promoter. <laughs> she says he's the heartthrob of the paranormal world, and I can uh, he's, he's a good-looking guy, so I can agree with that. Also, uh, there'll be tons of other speakers. There'll be authors. There'll be tons of guests. It's, it's actually pretty cool. For my own personal reasons and yours, our good friend Rusty Gilligan will be in, in, in at the show as well. Len Oddity will be there performing his sideshow, another friend of ours. Uh, and, of course, our favorite people, Freestyle Confections, will oh, yeah. be providing us with all those horrible treats that those of us on diets are going to be breaking their diets that weekend for. So that is October 4th and 5th in Oneana, New York, at the Oneana Foothills Performing Arts Center. For tickets, go to scifihorrorfest.com. Also, uh, like them on Facebook. Just search in Sci-Fi Horror Fest. It is $10 for the weekend, the two days, or it's $6 a day. So it's a great steal. It's a good time. There's going to be a cosplaying uh, competition where the, with the winner, I think it's like a $200 prize. Cash money. Cha-ching! They're playing the th- first three uh, spots, but... That's, that's big news for us. Once again, we've been to plug it in. You guys will hear it more probably in ad nauseum because they are uh, we're, we're very honored to be part of this. And breaking news this week, we are confirmed for Scaricon again. That's Ooh. right. Horror Zone 607, 8122 Productions, Three Fat Nerds are going back to Scaricon. This year, it's in Rochester, New York uh, at the uh, Holiday Inn, the Riverside. 
Uh, so uh, not no no longer at Turning Stone. I don't even want to dive into that nonsense. But Scarecon returns, and that is the weekend of the 18th, 19th, and 20th of October. So a couple weeks after Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Uh, so if you're in the Rochester, New York area, come please come out. The entire uh, slate has not been announced completely yet. Uh, we will be keeping you in touch with that. We do know that they have a collection of people from the Terrifier movies, though, including David Thornton. So yeah, nice. That's going to be pretty awesome. And uh, so Art the Clown will be there. And uh, they're rolling out more and more names. And I can only assume that, the, like I said, the heavy hitters have not been announced yet. And uh, last year, Malcolm McDowell was there at Turning Stone. So I'm, I'm sure there will be some heavy hitters there as well. If you guys are interested in uh, Scaracon, we will, we, once again, we will plug in that as we find out. But on top of that, you can go to Scaracon.com to get your tickets. Uh, they do have a weekend option. They do have daily option. And they also have a VIP option that gets you into the VIP party afterwards. So interesting times uh we will be in rochester and uh for us the three fat nerds uh derek is his birthday is that weekend so we will be celebrating Der- young derek's birthday in rochester new york i gotta try to get the weekend off yeah it's gonna be fun times uh so that's gonna be awesome we'll give you more of that also you can uh, like them on facebook scaracon and also they are at scaracon on twitter so check those guys out uh as once again we are very super excited to be back at Scarecon. If you remember la- the, if you go back in our archives, the first episode, which is actually episode two, the, but the first episode for here on Eight One Two Two Productions was done at Scarecon. It was, and there's an interview with Courtney Gaines, who will be seeing at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. It all works itself around, so it's pretty awesome. We can't wait to get back. We just want to let you guys know that you can see the the, the Horror Zone Six Zero Seven cast live, and uh, it'll be fun time. So come on out if you live in uh, the New York area or just the Northeast in general. Scarecon's a huge convention, yeah. And Sci-Fi Horror Fest is an up up and starter, but it's really fun, and you'll have a great time. There's so much to do there. So both events, if you can make it, we'd love to see you and come say hi to us. If you cannot make it because you're one of our listeners from Algeria, well, don't worry. We'll we'll do some interviews and stuff, and we'll you'll hear them right here on the show. So uh, let's dive into the world of horror news. And uh, you know, it's it's was last week that we announced that we got that huge announcement that we were going to be getting not one but two sequels. Well, actually, two weeks ago we knew we were getting two sequels for Halloween, but last week we they were confirmed and the dates were confirmed as Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And uh, one's coming out in October. The next uh, Halloween Kills comes out on October 16, 2020. And Halloween Ends comes out on October 15th of 2021. So we already know that. But now we also know that Tommy Doyle will be making his return to the Halloween franchise in Halloween Kills. So that was pretty big news, but yeah. they upped the ante because they also said that they have been in talks, at least rumored talks, to with Paul Rudd. Because remember, Paul Rudd played Tommy Doyle in the now not part of canon six movie, yeah. Michael Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. But they're asking, hey, why don't you come in and play Tommy Doyle in the real series? And I think that that would be phenomenal. But how do you feel about Tommy Doyle coming back, which we've talked about before? And even better, how do you feel about Paul Rudd possibly being Tommy Doyle, Ron? No, that's fine. I really hope he does. They let him do it. I mean, why not? Paul Rudd's amazing in anything he does. It'd be good for him to get back. Oh, I agree. Like, like, and it was rumored that they were trying to make him make him appear in this one, but they just cut. They they, they just moved it to the side. In the yeah. last one, so yeah, in 2018. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I would be a big fan of it. I mean, come on, man, he already has that Disney Ant Man money, so you can take a little bit of a pay cut and uh, reprise yeah. that. We also do know that Nick Castle will be back for both. Of course, nice. Nick Castle was the original shape in the first Halloween, and he did make appearances in this one as well in 2018, I should say. And uh, he will be back for both Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, and that's fitting. So we'll see where we go from there. Uh, so we'll be keeping our eyes on that development. Uh, you guys can just stay tuned right here in Horror Zone 607 as the news rolls out. We'll be more and more inclined to tell you about it. Uh, before, it was kind of more interesting, I think, when we were speculating that possibly Tommy Doyle would end up being the new killer. But now that we know that, well, at least we think we know from the trailer that John Carpenter introduced, that little teaser there, that it is the final saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. So that means Michael's still alive. I know, but I still like my theory. I think it could happen. I mean, we've talked about that, and I think it could still happen. But, I mean, they are saying 
Well, at least they're going to think it's Michael. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. I, I think I think it's going to have a twist ending, actually, at the end. No. It, it's a very good possibility. Uh, now I want to dive into some trailers. Of course, the big one that came out this past week, Zombieland Double Tap. What? Zombieland Double Tap, which is coming to us very soon. It's getting, it's, it's, it's fastly approaching, if you will. October 18th yep. is when uh, Zombieland Double Tap comes out. The trailer, lots of fun. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, Ron. What was your uh, the favorite part of the trailer? Oh, just them raining the White House. It's just <laughs> epic. Seeing, uh, seeing uh, Woody Harrelson behind the yeah. uh, desk in the <laughs> Oval Office and like, what? It, it, it could happen, yeah, which is true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I loved it. Uh, that was real fun. I thought the action was there. There's a little some comedy. The cameos they showed. Yeah, they didn't bury any leads. We got some cool cameos. I feel like this is going to pick up in the same fun nature that Zombieland was. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a really really good movie. I can't wait to see it. Uh, it is. It's like I said. If somebody asks why we're talking about a horror zone, because it's a horror comedy. It's yeah, good it's, stuff. You know, it's good stuff. Zombieland was always good, a good watch. Oh, I'm 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 a fan, and and I can't wait. Another thing I'm a huge fan of that they just put the trailer out for this past week, uh, the uh, Netflix series Mindhunter season two is coming up very shortly. I do believe it comes out on the 16th of August. Yes, I'm confirming that right now. It's the 16th of August. You can stream it if you did not see season one. I would suggest to go back and watch one. season one. Uh, if you if if you're one of those people, let me describe what Mindhunters is. Mindhunters is the true story. Well, based on a true story. Let's be honest. It's, it, there's probably Probably some liberties of the or origins of the behavioral analysis unit for the FBI. And it is it is based on the stories that were told by the two agents who started it. And it's actually a really good series. In the first one, we got to see some different killers and they were real life killers. Nothing too over the top and heavy hitting, but this season, this season is going to deal with a lot of the uh, the one main thing they're going to be dealing. Well, the first thing is it started in that first season. BTK, it looks like, is what there is the mystery that they're uh, they're going after. The of course the bind torture kill yeah. killer who was only apprehended in I what the late nineties early two yeah, thousands. I forget exactly. But uh, after making a comeback and then goading him out. Uh, but he, uh, he, he, that's who it looks like there's always been in the background perspective for this show. But also, this one will deal a lot with the Atlanta child murders from 1979 to 1981, where at least 28 African American children, teenagers, and adults were killed during that time. If, if you remember, that was, it was a yeah. really crazy time period. Also, uh, we do know that we are going to get to see two super famous serial killers in this, uh, played by, uh, th- those of course would be Charles Manson and the son of Sam. And Charles Manson is actually being played by Damon Harriman. And if you uh, wonder why that sounds familiar, that is because he played Charles Manson in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. <laughs> uh, although his makeup for Mindhunter looks way more like Manson, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It is. It's it's super cool. He looks a little more aged. And uh, I love the first season. You have time now. Watch the first season. Get uh, caught. I, you I, don't, I mean, it's not one of those things that you... I don't think you have to watch to get the second season, but it was a really good watch. I enjoyed watching it immensely, and I can't wait for season two. I'm a big fan, and it looks like they're going in all of the directions that I want them to go. So October 16th will be Destination... Uh, me watching my hunters. <laughs> I might even binge watch it over the weekend, do a little review ski. Uh, it's just... It's a great show. Um, I can't say much more than that. Blumhouse has got a new trailer out. For a new movie they were doing called The Hunt. And that will be brought to us on September 27th. It's uh, premiering in theaters. Uh, and uh, they also, the trailer, if you have gone to see the movie Crawl, which a lot of people have, is actually playing before Crawl. So nice. That's a uh, 12. But we've watched it. And The Hunt, the synopsis for The Hunt, and I'm going to read their synopsis right here. In the shadow of dark internet conspiracy theory, a group of elites gathers for the very first time at a remote manor house to hunt humans for sport. But the elite's master plan is about to be derailed because one of the hunted, Crystal, played by Betty Gilpin. And if you don't know who Betty Gilpin is, she stars in uh, Netflix's Glow. Oh, yeah, She's yeah, Liberty yeah. Bell. Yeah. Uh, knows the hunter's game better than they do. She turns the tables on the killers, picking them off one by one as she makes her way toward the mysterious woman who is played by two-time Oscar winner Hilary Swank at the center of it all. So Hilary mm-hmm. Swank is in this movie. I watched the trailer. Uh, now, remember the Ice tea classic starring the late, great Rucker Howe yeah. surviving the game? Yep. Kind of that philosophy. I like it. And, but way more people. Like, remember, they yeah. were just hunting him. There is a whole bunch of people. 
it looks kind of crazy. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on in, in, in this movie. So I, I from the trailer alone, I'm in. Uh, and I, I like the actors. Of yeah. course, Hillary Swank. You can't go wrong there. Yeah. And uh, Betty Gopin, I, I'm a big fan of hers on Glow, because Glow yeah. is one of my favorite non-horror shows out there. So it's kind of really refreshing to see people getting work outside of, uh, of you know, the shows yeah. that they're on. I, I'm a fan. Check it out. If you guys have not watched the trailer already, I uh, urge you to check out the trailer. You can find it, of course, on YouTube. That's where we watched it off of. And it's it's a really cool trailer. And September 27th cannot get here quick enough. Of course, I'm already excited for August because, of course, we get ready or not. Yeah. So I, I, I keep pumping that out because I hope that does super well because it looks like a lot of fun. A yeah, lot I, of fun. Yeah, that looks fun. Last but certainly not least in the trifecta of trailers I'm going to talk about here in the first segment is we got the first teaser trailer for American Horror Story 1984. As you know, we've talked about it before. It is going to be a slasher element, and uh, it's it's it looks like it's shaping up pretty well. Um, I don't know. There's been mixed reviews, I guess, from people, uh, even, even on our staff, there's been mixed reviews, <laughs> and... Uh, Watching this uh, trailer makes me happy because it's what we th- what we were expecting. You know, it starts off. These kids are going to Camp Redwood. They're in a car, and <laughs> underneath their car, there's a long-haired mass killer with a knife, <laughs> and uh, you know, some cheesy-looking '80s graphics, which is fine. And then next thing you know, there's a chick in a boat and killer in the boat out of the water, and that's where they end the trailer. So. I, I, I'm excited that they're tackling the slasher world on American yeah. Horror Story. I've, I tapped out the past couple seasons. I've got to be honest. Uh, the last one I watched in its entirety was Hotel. Uh, Roanoke, it, it was all right. I watched part of it, and then I fell out of it towards the second half of the season. And then I just wasn't a fan of going back for, uh, what was it, Apocalypse? Yeah, I think it was. Because uh, I wasn't a fan of Covenant. And they mixed Covenant and Murder House. And I am a fan of Murder House. I just wasn't into the Covenant season. So yeah. I didn't want to do it to myself again. And it was more heavy on Covenant, from what I understand. Anyways, I know there's a lot of people who are fans of it. So, you know, yeah, don't I, you know if you're a fan of it, no, no disrespect to you. That's fine. I am glad you like it. But... I just wasn't a fan of that season. So going back to it was kind of like, eh, I don't know. How are you on the American Horror Stories? You Honestly, anything? I didn't watch any of them. I, I, but when it came out and got big, I got ready cable. Ah. I was in the process of buying a house at that time. Oh, that's true. You did. So, and I never went back to cable. So, Well, it, you kind of stream it. Yeah, I know. I just that was before I started doing all the stream stuff. So now it's just keeping caught up on what I have. <laughs> I would say I would say sometime when you have time, when you're not when you're not doing all the busy stuff for you that you already watch for all this stuff, just for enjoyment alone, uh, check out. I, I could tell you, I, I was a fan. I mean, you could check them all out and see what you like. Uh, first season, uh, Murder House is great. Uh, that got me hooked. Of course, uh, the Freak Show season was great. Hotel was amazing. Lady Gaga was amazing yeah, in Hotel heard, season. I'll, I'll get I'll get around to it. So time. I mean, I, if, if if you have time and you just want to get some of that in, that's great. I mean, I'm not telling you to do it for a show, just for enjoyment. No, alone. No, I, and maybe you might come out liking Covenant because some people really did and they stood by. I just didn't. And then the other seasons, like I said, Roanoke just lost me about halfway through. It just got real weird. Like first yeah. half of that season was really good, and then when they went to reality show format for it, it was kind of amen. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, if I've made myself through 15 seasons of Supernatural, I can make myself through <laughs> Well, you know, that's coming to an end. Fifth, number 15. I'm, I'm still working on season 14, and boy, is it rough. Uh, well, I think I'm know. on episode 10 at 22. <laughs> well, you know, that you know there was a lot. We're heavy on the trailers this first segment. You can visit all those trailers. Of course, once again, please uh, reach out and look for Sci-Fi Horror Fest and Scaricon because we'll be a part of please. those and we'll be we'll be uh, definitely plugging that right along. And on top of that, uh, uh, you can also come meet us and hang out. Uh, but we're going to end this first segment here of Horror News and uh, you know uh, how we always do it. You can find us on Facebook, Horror Zone 607. Uh, make sure while you're there, you like the page. Uh, also, uh, rate, review, and uh, share, please. Help us help us out. Help us spread our, our word out there, if you will. Also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Horror Zone 607 for every one of our social medias. Use the hashtag HZ607 to uh, join the conversation because we really do want to talk to you about everything horror. If there's something you want us to cover, if there's something you want us to see, we're always very open to that. So please, 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 please conversate with us because we, we enjoy actually having good conversation. We, we've had quite a few conversations with fans and uh, we like to keep hearing that. Also, go to 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. Uh, there you can find uh, my other show 
show, the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, along with 3FN Wrestling. Uh, also, you can find, of course, Horizon 607. There, you can stream and download all of our shows right there in the archive. Uh, on top of that, you can check out the reviews where Mike C has got Horizon reviews on a ton of different things and more to come. Also, uh, while you're at it, if you don't want to get your, uh, wherever you get podcasts from, you can find us just by typing Horizon 607. We're on every podcast provider. If we are on one, let us know because then I have to retro, uh, you know, rectify that. But uh, we are, as of far as I know, we're on everything. So we are going to take our first break, and you are going to listen to uh, our good friends, Crimson Brethren, who provide our music for the breaks. And when we come back, uh, we're going to do a little bit more horror news that has come out this week, a little more speculation, a little more opinion stuff. So stick right with us at Horror Zone 607, and we'll be right back. What? Dude, you can't say that. Welcome back to The Zone, and uh, let's continue on with a little more horror uh, news, if you will. Uh, First up, uh, Amazon has just acquired the I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise, and they are making it into a TV series. (laughs) You know, uh, and first of all, let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, Ron, you remember I Know What You Did Last Summer came out. Uh, after Scream, yeah. during that phase, uh, the original had a great cast. It had Ryan Felipe, yeah. it had Sarah uh, Michelle Geller, uh, Jennifer Freddie. Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr. I think that's the movie that they got. And Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki. Oh, already gets killed in that. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of people died in it. But anyways, they had a great cast, uh, and, and and it was one of the better casted uh, horror movies yeah. at the time. But after Scream hit it big, it was kind of like. Uh, it was their way of jumping into the screen business. I, yeah. I do believe Universal originally owned it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Universal trying to jump into the uh, New Lines business, if you will. Yeah. And it was a. I like. I enjoyed the first movie. It was fine. It just got ridiculous when it was. I still know what you did last summer. Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, no. The sequels got pretty crazy. As a matter of fact, the sequel. Fun fact about the sequel: a young Jack Black is in the sequel, but not as Jack Black. That's right. He plays the Rastaf- the white Rastafarian yeah. guy, yeah, and he w- his his name is not in the credits of that movie. Even then, he knew that <laughs> he might go on to do something else in Hollywood. So his names aren't his name is in the credits, and they've never been able to advertise him in the movie. But it is Jack Black. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't remember what they list him as in the credits, but his name was never in the credits as his real name. But we you know who it is once you see yeah. him. You're like, oh, oh shit, that's Jack Black. It was a young Jack Black back when he was. Uh, he even does some. Uh, uh, it's it's crazy. It's just uh, the first one though. If you have not seen the first one, follows a group of teenagers who, on upon their graduation day, have had uh, some cocktails, if you will, and they're out for a drive and they hit and strike and kill uh, a person on the road. Yes, and then a year later, they start getting messages of "I know what you did last summer." And then killings start to happen with a hook-wielding killer. And there's a couple plot twists. Actually, Anne Heche is also in the first. Remember? She's the sister. Yes. Of the person that they may or may not have killed. Crazy movie. It was actually pretty good. Of course, uh, there's a famous scene of Jennifer Love Hewitt spinning in a circle, <laughs> screaming at the top of her lungs. It's 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 uh it's it's interesting. It's uh, definitely a worthwhile watch. If you have not seen it, please check it out. Titus uh, Telscasco is his character's name. Oh, that's the and, that's, and, but it just says uncredited. Yeah, but it is Jack. Black. It, it is Jack Black. It's a little fun fact that most people there actually don't know or don't even remember. 
the second one had a cast too because remember Brandy was in it. Mackay Pfeiffer's in that one. Uh, uh, we had Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, Freddie Prince replaces role. Jennifer Love Hewitt replaces her role. Um, Muse Watson, Bill Cobbs, uh, Matthew Settle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jeff, just Jeffrey Combs. It might not. It might not. It, people might not. Have John Hawks. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in him. Yeah, there, I mean, there, I mean, it's got a cast. I mean, yeah. it's it's not a horrible movie. It's just Mark got Boone a of Jr., otherwise known as Elvis from Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was the pawn shop owner. Wow, I forgot. I forgot that he was in that. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, but yeah, so if you haven't seen it, go ahead and check out at least the first one. It's a, the second first one. one's at worthwhile. And the second one's a worthwhile. Yeah. It's, 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 still, it's the third. It's, it four. starts when it's still. I still and I. I will. All, I always remember what you did last summer was one of them. I think whatever. But anyways, the the news is that Amazon is producing this into a TV series. But the better news is it is going to be per- produced by the great James Wan. Yes, that's right, James Wan. You know, Insidious. Saw the Conjuring universe, and of course, late the, his biggest blockbuster because it made over a billion dollars. Aquaman. That's right. Before, uh, so he's he's on as the heavy producer, and then the plot got thicker because James Wan is directing the pilot episode. There is no there's no director as of right now tied onto the whole series, but James Wan will be directing the pilot episode and producing the entire series. And of course, that's uh, you know kind of made for the par. So hey. Amazon went out and they got themselves a heavy hitter, at least. You know what I mean? That works. I mean, he. I mean, he. It's. It'll start off. It'll probably be a decent series. I can see that as a. As yeah, I, I mean, out of all the horror flicks to actually make into a series, this is probably one of the better ones. Absolutely. Uh, James Wan is not out of the news completely, though, because James Wan has been now uh, before he does Aquaman two, and while he's producing this, he is going to be directing an untitled horror movie. They haven't. Uh, there's that's the only thing that's out there. So he is doing a horror project before he does Aquaman two. He's producing this. He's also producing The Conjuring three. Uh, so you know he's got his hands busy in the production role, but he's going to find time to direct a new horror movie before directing Aquaman two. As the details come out from that, of course we'll be sharing that with you on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, and of course right here on the Horror Zone six oh seven podcast. So stay tuned as we learn more and more about James Wan's upcoming pictures. Uh, there's a lot in the world. We talk about all the time the fan films for Friday the 13th. Uh, there's a ton of them. You know, when there's a lawsuit of brewing, at least we're not out of <laughs> ideas. But here's a here's a cool, interesting, fun thing. Uh, while other people are sitting on their tuchuses, well, uh, Horror Inc. and uh, Victor Miller are going back and forth and fighting over this property. Uh, one man named Tom McLaughlin is not. You might know the name Tom McLaughlin is. He is the writer of uh well jason lives uh friday 13 part six and he has been writing in his spare time and says that he has done writing a uh, a new jason movie called jason never dies the interesting part about this is that it would be the first jason movie that takes place in the winter mm. that's right winter time and it would have an all-female cast so jason slaughtering young women would be the premise of uh of this yeah. movie yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I, I mean, I know that everything else usually takes on the summer camp, but I even thought, I guess, yeah, technically that wouldn't be winter because I know Manhattan. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan's like close, close to the fall. Yeah, but it's not winter. Yeah, because like they're all out with a fire around the barrel and stuff in the one scene and keeping themselves warm and the you can see the breath. So it, it's like fall. There's a very good article. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's on bloodydiscussingcop.com. It's an interview, uh, and uh, it, the the interviewer is Alex Kane. And uh, so check it out. It's uh, the, the title of the interview is Tom McLaughlin's Winter Set: Jason Never Dies Script Pits Jason Against an All Female Cast Exclusive. Uh, I do want to read an excerpt from this because I do believe this one's really good. Uh, so bloody disgusting. Uh, the bloody disgusting. Uh, Alex asks, when we talked in late October, it sounded like you were in the middle of the writing process. Now you've got a finished draft of the script right Tom McLaughlin's response is I started it probably about a year a year and a half ago and that's when I finally had some ideas that I thought could make it unique and not like any other Friday but I'd been toying with the whole notion of doing another one for years when we finished Jason Lives Frank Mancuso at Paramount asked me you know would you want to do the next one and I said I don't know what I would do yet I tried to, to do something unique with Jason Lives and I certainly would want to do that on a follow-up so then 
uh, that was when he was uh, made the offer about, well, would you do Freddy versus Jason? I said, before we even start talking about that, I don't know how you're going to get Freddy if he's at New Line. He said, well, we're working on that. And of course, they got the answer very fast. No, they didn't want to surrender Freddy to Paramount and Paramount didn't want to surrender Jason to New Line. So that sort of ended that discussion at that time. Then he said, do you have any other ideas? So I said, you guys own Cheech and Chong. And what about Cheech and Chong meet Jason? Yeah, that would have been awesome. Like, he said, like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And he laughs and goes, I don't know. It could be pretty funny if they were camp counselors or even just out camping. And you put the two things together. Then he came back and said, you know, the Friday people are probably not going to like all the laughs with the Cheech and Chong world. And the Cheech and Chong people might not like these over-the-top uh, kills and stuff with Jason. So I don't think we're going to go with that. And I said, well, I'll keep thinking about it. That resulted, What resulted after that was Friday the 13th, the series. I ended up getting involved with that as one of the story editors and then writing and directing some of the episodes. And every year it's gotten bigger and bigger, and I'm just shocked. It seems like it's really at a peak right now with the popularity of Jason, and maybe some of it is what I call the James Dean syndrome. Now that he's gone, you want him all the more. But regardless, it's such a huge thing for the people to want Friday so badly that fans are creating their own films, doing fan-funded, and making things happen. And I have to say I'm very proud of these guys for doing it. It seems a little dangerous if the lawsuit that's going on settles and any of these guys are making any kind of money. I think they would at least get a cease and desist order. So, you know, he goes on to describe, like I said, it would be an all, it would be set in the winter. It'd be all camp colors. How do you feel? Uh, first of all, that was kind of a funny thing. Cheech and Chong meet Jason. <laughs> I'm all right with that. So I, I would have been all right. I, I wish they would have made that movie now. Yeah. I'm kind of upset that they didn't. But how do you feel about a uh, Friday the 13th movie taking place in the winter and with an all-female cast? It's fine. Uh, the winter, the time doesn't really matter. I mean, because what's he doing on the whole you know, rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's never been answered. Like, like I understand, you know, everybody says, oh, he's dead and say, you know, well, but I mean, if he, uh, you know, with all the movies, he dies at the end and then he gets powered up and comes back and it just happens to be something. But like, take, Jason takes Manhattan. Like, that's fall. Like, that's, that's close to fall time. So it's already been, so, I mean, it, it's fine with him way being in the winter. There's nothing, you know, I'd, the kills would be a lot more. Interesting. Interesting. I've kind of wondered what he did with this time off. Yeah, and then the whole girl cast. Okay, so the question is, which one, you know, beats him at the end is the the million dollar question. So that that could lead to a lot of swerves, and you didn't expect that to happen, you know, or something. It, you know, surprising kills. I guess is what I'm saying. Because yeah, no, I got you. I agree with you. It's kind of like when they went to space. <laughs> Ten wasn't horrible. It wasn't. It, wasn't. it, it, it was its it own was thing. It, it was, was its fun. own thin thing, and it was a fun thing. And it was, it wasn't horrible. It was, I, I still like the, the the hologram death scene. <laughs> so uh, before before we close up shop this week, it's going to be a short episode this week. We're not doing an editorial piece because Mike C's not here, and uh, we would like to have him on board once again. Uh, you know, yeah, yes. he's got a personal thing going on, so awesome. But uh, I do want to point out two things that I want to do for myself here ending the segment. First of all, I want to send a remembrance out because it was this day in 2015 that the legendary wrestler Roddy Roddy Piper died. Uh And how does that fit into a horror zone? It's because he was in John Carpenter's classic They Live. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't have never seen They Live, what are you doing? How are you listening to this show and never seen They Live? Go out and watch They Live. It has one of the greatest fight scenes ever. Between him and Lewis Gossett Jr. Am I wrong there? No, that's fine. That's a great fight scene. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the movie is good, uh, so check that out. They live. Once again, it was this day, uh, four years ago, that we lost legendary Roddy Roddy Piper. But uh, more importantly, 10 years ago, a movie came out that I'm a huge fan of. And I know that Mike C. is a fan of this movie. And I don't know if you've seen it, Ron, so we'll find out in a second. But I know some of the other writers on staff hate this movie. And that movie is called The Collector. The Collector turned 10 years old today. Uh, If you don't remember... I I, I have to watch it, but you've said nothing but good things about it. Yeah, I love The Collector, so does Mike C. If you haven't seen The Collector, The Collector came out in 2009. And uh, it featured uh, a a killer in a mask who basically 
broke the way he kills people in the first one is that he goes into their house and sets up booby traps so they die in booby traps in their own houses and we're following a thief a guy who's trying to support his family and he's going to rob this rich family and he ends up picking the wrong night to rob the house because it's the same night that the collector is doing his thing so he is now not only is he, was he trying to rob the house but now he's trying to dodge the collector and there's all sorts of gruesome deaths in the movie uh, it's actually a really good movie and there was a sequel a few years later called The Collection and the collection goes into the collector's own house where he's booby trapped that as well and the cops are trying to save people uh, it's actually a really good movie as well i know some people are polarized on it but i love the collector and we got news earlier this year that next year we are going to get the a third installment of the collector series nice so I'm, i was excited for that when that came out so collector turns 10 so i implore you if you have never seen the collector or maybe you haven't seen it in a while to watch the collector i think it's one of those hidden gem horror movies in a time where horror was not a huge thing in 2009 horror had hit a kind of a lull in the road and it was a movie that came out of nowhere and was actually really good it took you back to the slashers of old but mixing in a new element which was booby traps yeah and i thought that that was great there's somebody like i'm i'm being serious there's somebody in this movie uh, this is, might get you to watch it who dies on a bunch of bear traps <laughs> like falls back into bear traps. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Zima's in the movie as well. She played the youngest little okay. daughter on the uh, the nanny series. Yeah. And she's all grown up. And just like in California Cation, for those of you who are interested, yes, she goes topless in this one. Woo. So, and she wasn't a little girl anymore. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. Uh, I, I suggest it, once again, in, in an era where slasher films, especially mass slashers, were kind of on the outs. And somebody will be like, but there was some remakes that came out in 09. I know. But horror was not huge then. It no. really wasn't. It was one of those lull periods for horror. And, and it was it was actually a refreshing look. It was fresh and it was new. And it, it I don't think it got the uh, do it deserves. And I know Mike C is a fan. So Mike C, when you listen to this, I know you're probably going, yes, please watch The Collector because we try to get everybody <laughs> to watch The Damn Collector. So here on the show, let me do kind of what we do on Three Fat Nerds. Pick of the week, The Collector. Oh, 10 man. years old. Watch The Collector. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I do believe so. Yeah, I, if not, it's both. on Amazon. Yeah. And I do believe it's free. I think both of them are either on Netflix or Amazon or they're on both. And check them out. It's a lot of fun. Speaking of which, Shudder. Shudder's got some heavy hitters coming out. You'll be hearing the show. This is going out. Uh, we're recording July 31st. It'll be put out July 31st at night. If you hear this, you'll you're definitely hear it before August 1st then. Uh, August 1st on Shudder, they're getting the first six Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Nice. On top of everything else they have, which is really good. Just Shutter's worth the money. And once again, they do not pay us. So I'm not saying this because Shutter pays me. Yeah, if you do want to pay us, I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you reply to my stuff on Twitter, Shutter. So come on, pay us. I'm say the first six, that's fine. Let's yeah, of course. The best one out of that? The Dreams Warriors. Freddy's dead. Oh, stop. <laughs> you know, on this show, I always have to get a Freddy's Deadline in, and somehow I weasel it in. But Freddy's Dead. But yes, Dream Warriors is my favorite. That's number three. Do, 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 do I get to weasel in my little catchphrase from our other show? Go ahead. John Wick sucks. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you can mix <laughs> can, it all in there. Can, can, I, can I read a bad review of a movie? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, there's probably plenty for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and of Freddy's Dead. Which one? Uh, <laughs> there might be right I'd say we there. go with Freddy's Dead, just Freddy's because dead, we okay. always talk about Freddy's Dead. Well, I'll, going, I'll, 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 find, I'll find a review. You'll, you'll find a bad review for Freddy's Dead. But anyways, so uh, which won't be hard because there's probably not many good ones. <laughs> Even the good review probably will sound bad. <laughs> But uh, so, yes, you can watch all six Nightmare on Elm Street movies in the, in the month of August. But how can you back away from that? Of course, one is iconic and legendary. Two, you could probably skip. Three is my favorite in the whole series. Four is good. Five uh, ran into some budgetary issues, but the kills were great. And six is fun. <laughs> it's just a straight comedy. I, I find more humor in that movie than I probably should. But that's there this month. Amongst other things, Shudder is a really good deal. Once again, they don't pay us. So me plugging Shudder is great. We've had, we've watched, me and Mike C. Uh, Mike C has been watching it with me. And we've been finding some really cool gems on the Shudders. Uh, Ron's looking up our review right now. Yes. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to give you guys something while Ron's looking up the review, but uh, I reached my news max. Uh, we did, we did reach your news max, and I am, we are Freddy's Dead reviews. Ooh, ooh, four point nine out of ten people. So uh, you can get the uh, extra gory cut of Tammy versus Tammy and the T Rex. 
Is on Blu-ray now. Nice. Extra uh, gory art. Right. Also, not horror-related, but uh, the Rambo Last Blood has gotten a hard R rating from the MPAA. I'm not surprised with that. Right now, I'm just on bloody disgusting fans. I know. I know. We're trying to bring you some funny here at the end of the show. We, this is impromptu. This is, <laughs> this is what you call uh, improv at its finest. That's this is what one. me and Ron do. That's a long one. I'm just trying to get something short here. Uh, Ooh, by the way, if you buy the Elm Street collection and uh, some other different uh, horror Blu-rays right now, you can get what they're calling It Chapter 2 cash, which gives you essentially $8 off of your ticket purchase for It Chapter 2. Nice, nice. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'm getting the list right now while Ron's doing that. Uh, so the list that are on Blu-ray, these are Blu-ray only. Uh, the titles include Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, The Conjuring Collection, Trick or Treat, Poltergeist, The Shining, The Meg, It of 2017, it of 1990, so that's the TV adaptation. Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, The Nun, The Exorcist, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake of 2003. And of course, we were just talking about 2009 Friday the 13th remake as well. If you buy any of those, and those all range from $5.99 to $9.99, with the exception of the Elm Street Collection, which is averaging out at $38.99, and The Conjuring Collection is averaging out at $29.99. Each purchase comes with $8 towards your It Chapter 2 ticket. So if you are at any interest of adding stuff to your Blu-ray collection, there you you go that is definitely the time okay we have a one out of ten star review the six and worst entry in the elm street franchise is pretty unwatchable freddie robert england has killed all the kids on elm street so he decides to try to move to another town but finds opposition from the from his until now unmentioned therapist daughter lisa zan a dream specialist <laughs> And some troubled teens. It's a yawn-inducing killing spree, awkwardly directed in a dark and unimaginable way with hyped-up FX work. Poor performances and irritating characters. Cameos from Alice Cooper, Roseanne, Tom Arnold, New Line CEO Robert Sway, who produced the entire series, and Johnny Depp, who got his start in the film, in Elm Street films, aren't funny at all. It was all released in theaters with a disappointing 3d finale freddy vision i remember that that makes the video print seem even worse which is absolutely true despite the title it was followed by west craven's new nightmare and soon to be released freddy versus jason the director had previously produced parts four and five of the elm street series and then made ghost in the machine so if that explains anything to you back in 2003 people <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I actually remember all that. Of course, yep. Alice Cooper plays his father. Yep. In that, and then of course, uh, Tom Arnold and Roseanne play the the, the crazy yep. couple at the fair. Like they're children. Yeah. We can take them home and we can hide them. He'll <laughs> never find them. Uh, the next one down. This is going to be the most useless comment I've ever put down. But yeah, I must do it to warn you that the uh, audacity to cinema that Freddy's dead is is not only the, the very worst chapter of the Nightmare series, but right up there with the worst horror sequel of all time. It was boring, pointless, and nearly death-free. The horrible 3D ending and over-the-top corny kills are enough to drive this film into the ground. However, it doesn't stop there. <laughs> Just add bad acting, a terrible script, and a number of cheesy cameos that you've got to yourself to this helping pile of guano. <laughs> It's no wonder why Freddy has always played by Robert England has made two post-mortem appearances. I would too if it went out like that. This is strictly fans only movie. Don't share it. Yeah, well, hey, we, we have a little more love for it than that here at Horizon 607. We have a lot of fun with it though. But to bring it full circle going into the close, last year at Scaracon, uh, as far to the Nightmare and Elmtree panel that I hosted, Lisa Zane was on that yep. panel. Who plays Freddy's daughter in, in Six. And I also, Amanda Wiss from yep. the first movie. And of and course, I, Kensa uh, Goes from uh, the epic Dream Warriors movie. First black guy to survive a horror film. That's right. And he touts that very well. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. He was a great, he's a great guy. Actually, all of them. No, were they're all part. great. But yes, yeah, so bringing it full circle. I got to host the Nightmare on Elm Street panel last year at Scaracon. This year, I don't know what I'll be doing yet as far as panels because that's a little away. I was away at October 18th, 19th, and 20th in Rochester, New York. But we will be there. That was our announcement at the beginning of the show if you missed it. Also, Sci-Fi and Horror Fest, October 4th and 5th. We will be there as well. Get your tickets respectively at Scaracon.com and SciFiHorrorFest.com. Uh, just on that little plug out there because, hey, they, they're, they're nice enough to have us. We should plug them. So, uh, in closing... Ladies and gentlemen, and this awesome week of uh, very short, very short, 
just try to keep it to our news and opinions. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. Next week, Mike C. will be back hosting the show, uh, taking back over, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming he'll have an amazing show uh, lined right up for you, and he'll even tell me anything I was wrong about. Because <laughs> uh, he normally does. So uh, for before we just say goodbye, though, remember to like, share, rate, and review our page on Facebook, HorrorZone607. We really would appreciate that. Also, please uh, follow us on Twitter, at HorrorZone607, and to join the conversation, because we do want to hear from you. Hashtag HZ607 on all of our social media accounts. Plus, uh, I would like to say, once again, putting it out there, because I did it earlier, I would like to say, if you guys have a, a movie you would like us to watch, whether it's an indie movie, whether it's a movie on YouTube, a fan film, because we, you know, we love our fan films, uh, or you know, you want us to review a movie, or hey, if it's a really bad movie and you know it's a really bad movie, our very own Luke has offered and offered and offered, and nobody has written in. Send up a really bad movie, he'll do a review and we'll put it up for you. We'll talk all about it. But uh, you know, hey, we'll even watch it. Why not? <laughs> we're, we, we, I watched, I listen for the first time, my kid who is now almost 14, he's hitting in the, he's hitting the strides and horror. Like yesterday, he watched all of the final destination movies and he watched part of them with his mom and then he watched the rest of them. So he watched all the final. I know it's, it's a rough watch. Uh, there's some good ones in there, but there's, they're pretty bad. Uh, even the first one wasn't that good. Yeah. The kills are fine in those movies. That's the only thing. I'm watching yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, I know, but. but, uh, I mean, two has death by airbag. Such such a fun. Well, moment. then there was the one well, four or five had the pick your doubts. So yeah, you so you could change your home, change the change whole, the whole movie. watching experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, which yeah. was a good concept. Yeah, it was it was definitely a good concept at the time. Uh, then before he went to bed, we watched uh, the movie, the terrified. Derek from Three Fat Nerds of Clowns for His Whole Life that he admitted to us recently. That movie being Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> and by the way, movie. I'm watching that movie going, how the hell is he scared of clowns from watching that movie? Oh, dude, I love that movie. No, my, I do too. I've always been a fan. My kid had a great time. He was laughing. He was yeah. like, is this supposed to be this funny? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, this is a horror comedy. It's supposed to be funny. I told you we would be watching a fun one. He was like, this is awesome. We should watch more like that. Because it was between that and Creepshow too. Because I was trying to keep it, uh, it. They were both on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I was trying to keep it kind of short because it was already getting late and I was yeah. tired. But I, he wanted to watch a movie with me. So it was one of those two. No, and he'd awesome. never seen the legendary yeah, you Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And if you haven't, it's great. It's a legendary movie. I'm sure if you guys want to opinion send those opinions in about killer clowns but that movie by the way our fellow fat nerd from three fat nerds derek that is actually what terrifying from clowns not it not a bad circus experience but killer clowns from outer space well the clowns were kind of freaky but (laughs) they're not terrifying at all they're just they're kind of goofy looking that's still works. i mean come on what about the little one with the boxing gloves (laughs) knocks the guy's head off (laughs) Oh man, they turn people into cotton candy. There's well, not even like eat them. other than the head getting knocked off. Think about it. There's not really any that, major scary that death. That shadow movie. puppet of a T Rex eating those people. Yeah, but there was no blood or nothing. He just smiled them whole and then he put him in he put him into little popcorn thing. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah, I heard rumors that they were trying to do a sequel, but then it turned into a uh, reboot sequel. Yeah, and I heard about that. And then it just, then it just died. again. I'm like, oh. Well, you know what the cool part is? I think a lot of, maybe stuff is going to pop back up. Last year at uh, Hall- uh, Hall- uh, Halloween Horror Nights down at Universal Studios, they had a street. Uh, you know how they do the street yeah. walkthrough one? Yeah. They had a Killer Clowns from Outer Space street one. This year, they've already announced they're getting their own house. So Killer Clowns from Outer Space will be a house for the first time at Halloween Horror Nights. That's One awesome. of these years, I want to go down for Halloween Horror Nights for the show and for myself. Yeah. But I I will be doing once again. Uh, I, I would do that. I'd probably yeah, freak we myself should, out. We should, we should probably, we should do that sometime. I'm being serious. That would be yeah. a fun time. Uh, I am going this year again back to uh, Six Flags. You know, I have memberships yeah. there. I will be doing their Fright Fest. Nice. And that's kind of fun. Last year they had. Uh, um, I don't. Do, uh, I don't do like haunted houses and like haunted hayrides and stuff. Well. Yeah, well, the, actually, they're they're a little different, but they're not. You can watch them on. Uh, 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 there's a place on uh, YouTube that I watch a lot of them on. It's uh, they usually are ex- ex- uh, expedition theme park. I do okay. believe is the one. I'll, yeah. send, I'll send you a link. And they have a whole hor- Hollywood Horror Nights uh, montage, if you will. Nice. And they're doing more of them. And they sometimes they take you through the houses. Also, a guy that I watch on YouTube, Tim Tracker. Uh, he goes every year. They're huge Halloween Horror Night fans. And they've gotten some really cool inside the house things because they've allowed them to. Because they have a, kind of a good working relationship with Universal. As a matter of fact, last year they did him up as a zombie. Or not a zombie. A uh, uh, vampire. Okay. For uh, the uh, 1984 celebration. Nice. Because uh, one of the street walkthroughs was... Uh, 
Times Square 1984 and the vampires come oh, out. Nice. So like at the stroke of midnight, vampires take over the street and nice. they just keep doing midnight like every 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. It's, it was kind of fun. So yeah, that was really cool. Fun. They got to watch them do that. So check out, yeah, I would say that if anybody's interested in Hollywood Horror Nights has not been there, Tim Tracker, just go through his thing and you can find them. And also uh, definitely Expedition Theme Park, I do believe what it is. If not, I'll, I'll put a link up somewhere because it's actually really cool stuff. Like give them a plug. And they do a real nice job. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a not, fan. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like Halloween or ho- like haunted houses and, and well, me those, too. Like, well, like I don't do those well. And those people that do the ones that say like you have to sign a waiver to get into. No, I'm not doing yeah, that. Not, not, not doing well, that. People. I don't care how many people send to them. Here's my problem, Ron. And I, I'm not even saying this to be a tough guy. My problem is is, is my fight or flight. I know is fight. Yeah, like if I get started and scared, my first reaction is to <laughs> yes. throw a punch. Yes, and 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 not even being Billy Badass. It's no. just my, it's just my first. Fl- so I'm like, I have to remind myself if something jumps out at me, not to just punch yes. it in the face. Not the same way because I feel like they frown upon that in all those houses. Yes. <laughs> like I, I like I'll jump back, but my fists come up quicker than. And I'm like, that's what that's one of the reasons why I don't yeah, do man, well. fight or flight. I, I I know my reaction. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to be careful in those situations, too. But I, I've always wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights, so I, I'm, I'm going to make that happen one of these times. But, yeah, absolutely, guys. So, like I said, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Also, you know, let us know that we're doing a good job or bad job or whatever else. You know, we're, we're, we're in this for giving you guys some entertainment. I hope you guys were entertained this week. Uh you know, once again, Mike C will be back next week, and I'm sure we'll be doing some crazy lists because I we were talking about doing one, but I wanted to put that on hold because I'd like to have Mike C here when we do our list. Maybe we'll continue in the 80s. Also, pretty soon we're going to have Jimmy Gazdick on again nice. from uh, Floodlands, and uh, he was on our first episode. Uh, they have got something planned out, and I, I'm going to leave this teaser for, for Sleepaway Camp. Okay. So Jimmy and uh, Mike C have this thing. I don't know. They won't tell me yet. They want my reaction live. So we're going to talk about Sleepaway Camp when he's on. Uh, that should be coming up in a few weeks. So there's a little tease for that, Sleepaway Camp. So, guys, check us out on our social medias. Give it up. Uh, Ron, you want to plug uh, where they can hear you? You can catch uh, me uh, every Monday night into Tuesday probably on 3 Fat Nerds Pod. Uh, anywhere you can find podcasts, we're there. Um, if you want to talk to us, you you know you use hashtags on all social medias as 3FN. Uh, you know, we, we talk everything nerd, geek, you know, pop culture, all that Dun- Dungeon Dragons, magic. You know, I made it my uh, about, about, about making you know Pokemon Go is probably going to become a segment because I picked that up, started playing that because I started walking and just gives me something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also do uh, Three Fat Nerds on wrestling on Thursdays. Uh, usually comes out Thursday nights or Fridays, depending on everybody's schedule. Uh, that's Depends on how late we record. Yeah, and that's. Rich is an encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge, and I just sit here in awe because I'm like, I say something, and he goes, yeah, this happened, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, but, I try. Uh, there's something no. you have to be good at. <laughs> no, hey, 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 I do. I, I'm more of a fanboy during that show than anything because I just listen. <laughs> but if you want to catch any wrestling news or anything like that, then we're there. <laughs> awesome. Of course, uh, once again, thank you to our friends over at the ODPH. Check those guys out. They put out a couple of uh, podcasts a week. Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Uh, we're always a big fan of putting them over because they always help us out. No. Hashtag 607 Podcasts is real, people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're, we're doing our thing. So uh, with that being said, uh, this is where we get off for this week. So uh, once again, for myself and Ron, we will uh, see you in the near future next week here on Horror Zone 607. Have a great week. 